Thank you, thank you, everyone. Please, please, hold your applause, hold your applause. Thank you. Thank you, you're great. This is a fantastic crowd we've got going. Uh, we've, I'm starting a new thing. I'm starting a new thing, my friends. I decided to go ahead and kick off Musing with McCarran. If you're checking this out on YouTube, uh, you can see this uh, background here, Musing with McCarran. And I figured, why the hell not? Let's make it a party, my friends. <laughs> Woo! I've got opinions just like everyone else these days. So I decided, yeah, let's go ahead and do this solo. Uh, and I got to thinking, why would anyone listen to anyone else? We are a strange species, Homo sapien. I don't know what it is about us, but anytime our head is either too full of voices and junk, we look to others to listen, maybe either validate the poo-poo in our head, or maybe uh, we're, oh yeah, that's what's going on in my brain right there. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I know. Please. Please, my friends, it's a, it's quite a show. We've got nothing but fireworks here today. And I was thinking about it. Why are people listening to other people? And I always was a little bit, I didn't really want to do solo casts. You know, the normal, am I making sense? I have people on and we just chit chat about whatever. Wherever our minds are wandering to and whatever's happening in current events and comedy stuff. But I want to do this solo cast. If for no other reason... Just practice the jibber-jabber. Practice the jibber-jabber. Get it out. See what's going on. And I got a few things I want to jump into today. There's a lot happening, and I want to get to it. I want to get to what's going on with current events. We got a big election coming up. Oh, my goodness. Is that what you want to hear? Or? Oh, democracy. I'm going to be giving my take, my hot take, on what's going on with the election. I don't know, probably it's going to be very uh, incendiary, divisive. And basically, I'll, I'm keeping with the times. But before I get into the current events that are happening, I just want to go over what's happening in old McCarran's life. So I realized that I was shotgunning a little more of the YouTube, Amazon, and HBO viewing than I, than I wanted to. Basically, what I'm trying to say is I'm a junkie. I'm a media junkie, just like the rest of us knuckleheads out there in this day and age, just I'm consuming, I'm consuming all kinds of garbage. We're poisoning our brains. We're poisoning our attention span. And I'm no different. I'm no different than the rest of you goofballs out there. And so I said, I need to start reading things to help reset my attention span, because I think, I think reading is one of those things where if you want to work on the discipline of, you know, focusing your mind, stay engaged with something for a long time, then reading is the thing to do it. It's like exercise in focus. And so, hey, I'm just saying I wanted to do more reading. So my first uh, book that I read was uh, a little book by some dude, I don't know, either German-Swiss Swiss dude by the name of uh, 
Carl Jung. Carl Jung. That's not the right one. That's not the right one. That's not the right one. Carl Jung. Ladies and gentlemen, I know. Turns out Carl Jung is not alive. He passed away. But the book I read was called Memories, Dreams, and Reading. He passed away. That was the correct response. And it turns out he's kind of a big deal in psychiatry and psychology and, I guess, even therapy. This Mr. Carl Jung. And, and I picked this book really because I'm just so... I've heard his name before, Carl Jung. And I'm just such a smarty pants that I said, hey, I want to read one of uh, Carl Jung's works and just, you know, kind of see what he's all about. And I had never read any of his other work. But basically the reason I'm talking about the fact that I'm reading and that I read uh, Carl Jung is because I want everyone to know just how smart I am. Virtue signal! That's right. So we live in the day and age. We live in the times where it's not enough to just be confident in what you're doing. We have to tell the whole world about it. And so that's what I'm doing. But there were some interesting things here. And I, I actually, <laughs> he talks a lot about dreams. That, this is the reason I got memory, dreams, and reflections. Because I know that there was this other guy named Freoid. And Freoid also talked about dreams a lot, but I have wacky dreams. And I, I started writing them down about a year and a half ago when I, when I recall them. A lot of times I wake up, I go, Whoa, uh, what was that? And I forget them within minutes because I have uh, basically what you would categorize as a primitive goat brain. I'm just saying. And it's hard for me to remember things. So um, when I do have them locked in my memory, I go write them down. Ooh. I know. I know. It's impressive, my friends. I'm sure you're all just sitting there thinking to yourself, uh, wow, this Matthew McCarran, he's an amazing guy, right? Oh, okay. Well, anyway, continuing on. I wanted to read something, and of course, my musings are not to be taken seriously at all, but there was an interesting little uh, bit he wrote in here. You know what would be a good idea, Matthew McCarran, during your musing shows, is that if you have something that you want to read to your listening or viewing audience, have the page queued up already, as they say in England, queued up. Um, I don't know what page it's on here hold on come on come on people are waiting you know what that's okay that's what the video editor is for ah a day later i find what i'm looking for this is this is what i call fascinating because carl jung had a concept of collective consciousness and I have always been very curious about that, where his thought is that, obviously, human beings, we are not just bouncing around alone. You know, in America, we have the myth of the self-made man, and that's what it is. It's the myth. There's, 
every person, man or woman, who has success somehow has a collective behind him. And that's not always acknowledged. And it's also not always acknowledged when someone has troubles that there's a problem behind the collective. So let me read something here. And this is Carl Jung. And I, I, don't, I don't know what language he spoke natively. I think it was German or Austrian or something. I, I don't know how to do an Austrian as- accent. So here we go. A collective problem, if not recognized as such, always appears as a personal problem. And in individual cases may give the impression that something is out of order in the realm of the personal psyche. Oh, by the way, they spell psyche. I'm saying psyche, it's spelled P-S-Y-C-H-E. So I kind of want to say psych, (laughs) but I think it's called psyche, Um, is out of order in the realm of the personal psyche. The personal sphere is indeed disturbed, but such disturbances need not be primary. They may well be secondary, the consequence of an unsupportable change in the social atmosphere. And I mused on this quite a bit. I'm used on this quite a bit because, you know, if one were to turn on the news October 17th, 2020, it would be troubling. The news is so troubling, it's to the point where I don't want the news on when my children are within earshot. And you're saying, oh, Matthew... You can't shelter your kids, right? It's not about it's not about sheltering them from the real world, right? Obviously, I talk with them about things. I talk very openly with my children about many different things, but I think the news we're we're kind of ferreting out the darkest and dis- most disturbing corners of society right now. And there's a lot of disturbing things happening. And I think oftentimes people want to just jump to the conclusion that, oh, there's a whole bunch of fucked up individuals. And so we point the finger and say, you're fucked up. Is that camera one? You're fucked up, camera two. You're fucked up, camera three. You're fucked up again, camera one. Ooh, maybe I shouldn't be... I'm going to edit out that stuff because I don't know the F-bomb on on YouTube. Actually, I don't even know if reading Carl Jung's book on YouTube is going to get me. Not that I care about strikes. I have 49 subscribers. I'll take the strike. I'll look for that right pitch. Up to three strikes before I'm out. Uh, If we're being honest, we can no longer point to other people as the problem. Matthew McCarran has been thinking for himself. Goodness gracious. So that's my deep thought. Are other people the problem or are we all all individually a problem contributing to a collective psyche, if you will, that is creating things like homelessness, drug addiction, um, 
political decisiveness, divisiveness, decisiveness. What what a dumb dumb. <laughs> anyway. I wanted to come out and show everyone how smart I was. Um, Virtue signal! But now I feel like a real dum-dum. Anyway, that's my thought. I think there's a collective problem here. And collectively it needs to be solved. Maybe we all just need to wake up, hold hands, and sing Kumbaya. Remember, wasn't there a time we did Hands Across America? Oh, those were the days in the 80s. I think really all we had was, you know, AIDS and crack. I think crack and AIDS were our only problems. Everything else seemed to be going swimmingly. You know, Bill Cosby, <laughs> he had a primetime television show. Michael Jackson was top of the charts. Um, we were all pretty happy. We were all just a bunch of naive, I don't know what we were, but uh, maybe we could use some hands across America. Hold hands, sing songs, drink Pepsi. I think that's who sponsored it. Anyway, I'm going to move on. So this week's Musing with McCarran actually has a sponsor. And this sponsor doesn't even know that they're the sponsor, but I, I definitely wanted to talk about it. The sponsor of this week's podcast is On Edge with Sean Riley. On Edge with Sean Riley, a buddy of mine started a podcast. He's the reason I'm doing this right now is because he did a solo cast and he said, I'm going to get in front of the camera and I'm going to make chit-chat for the next 50 minutes. And he was able to just go and talk about stuff for 50 minutes. And it was really entertaining. I liked it. I'm going to tell you all the reasons why you need to listen to On Edge with Sean Riley. Uh, he's a funny guy. He's a funny guy. He's got uh, infectious energy, kind of like bouncy. I want to say Adderall energy, but I don't want to be derogatory because I don't know what kind of prescriptions he's on. And uh, he's just funny. He always makes me laugh. We've done uh, a couple skits together in the past, and he's, he's, a, he's a cool guy. The thing about Sean Riley is this. He's a really, he's a smarty pants, and he has a degree in some kind of physics or aerospace engineering or something. You know, one of these Latin type degrees. If you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. That's the one I'm talking about. But he's not off-putting. See, here's the thing. Smart people oftentimes are some of the most unbearable pricks. I think it goes like this. If you're talking about uh, people who are just intolerable, intolerable pukes, to be around. It goes like this. Uh, celebrities, of course. I'm never around celebrities, but you, you're constantly... You can't escape um, the clutches of the celebrity mind virus. And when I say celebrity, I mean across... Uh, not just people in movies, but obviously the social media people and uh, so on and so forth. They're the most unbearable. Like, those are the people where 
you just like when you read about them being hit by a bus or whatever, you kind of shrug your shoulder and go, eh, that's one less person who will tell me I have to vote come election time. <laughs> That'll be, uh, you know, one less person telling me what I should be thinking. <laughs> Goodbye. Anyway, I'm not that vindictive. I don't care. I, what, here's the key for a person like me, and I'm going to get back to my sponsor because I, he does this on edge with Sean Riley doesn't even know they're sponsoring this podcast, but this podcast would not be happening if it wasn't for them. So we're going to give three horns up for on edge with Sean Riley. And he, uh, he's smart and, oh, so unbearable. Let's go back to the unbearable. So celebrities are the worst. And the second most unbearable people are really intellectual, smart people. These people who were gifted with high IQs, uh, they, they were gifted with access to higher education. And they just go, they read a book, like maybe they'll read a book by a guy named Carl Jung. And uh, <laughs> they'll start talking to you about concepts and ideas that they actually themselves don't care about, uh, are not really in tune with, but they want to just show off how smart they are. I'm just saying. Those are the second most unbearable. So where? let me circle this all the way back. So Sean is a smart fucking guy, but he's an absolute pleasure to listen to. And he touches on some election stuff in his podcast, and he also touches on a, a few other things that he's uh, – reading up on in um, media and whatnot. And he gives his take, and it's a cool take, you know. Uh, so definitely listen to him if you get a chance. I really enjoy that podcast. The only thing that I will say is, here's my knock, Sean Riley. Sean Riley, I'm coming at you, shots fired. Here is my knock. Sean Riley is a member of the Roadcaster Club. Virtue signal! Many of us who podcast, we use the Roadcaster. And if you don't know already, the Roadcaster has a what do you call it, a soundboard. And Sean Riley's soundboard game is just not good at all. I mean, I didn't hear one sound effect through that whole podcast. So Sean Riley, if you're listening to this advertisement, Sean Riley, if you're listening to this advertisement that you did not pay for, uh, I think you really need to up your game and start working on the magical soundboard. Why are you going to front for a roadcaster and not use the soundboard, Sean Riley? Come on, man. I'm telling you. If you don't get on board with the, if you don't get on board with the soundboard, I'm coming after you. Both barrels, my friend. Both barrels. Let's get into the real meat uh, 
of why I wanted a podcast today. Premise. Democracy is dumb. Somewhere in Hollywood, a celebrity just lost their angel wings. I am going to vote. Okay, you you judgmental pukes. I am going to vote, but I want to point something out on the California ballot. And so, you know what? I'm not even going to show this on the camera. I'm going to read it out. I, I opened my ballot, these mail-in ballots, because, you know, I've always done mail-in. I've never, I've never, I think I've gone to a voting booth once in my life because for whatever reason, I didn't get a, a, a voting pack. Uh, voting pack. What was my premise? Democracy is dumb. Okay, musing with McCarran, there's going to be a a whole lot of brain (laughs) farts because sometimes I just run my mouth and I don't know what the hell I was talking about. Much like my other podcast, Am I Making Sense? So I open the ballot and what do I see? as the first person in the presidential slash vice presidential president slot. Someone by the name of Roque Rocky De La Fuente Guerrera. Repeat that. Roque Rocky De La Fuente Guerrera, Guerrera with a running mate of Kanye Omari West. First slot. I don't see Biden. I don't see Trump. I don't see any other name. That's And they're running for American Independent. Okay, I'm back. You won't know that I was gone, but I had to pause for just a minute. Roque Rocky De La Fuente Guerrera. Now, I love the name. I love the name. But the thing that struck me was Kanye Omari West, and I thought, could that be the Kanye West? So I said, okay, let me go Google this guy and let me bring something up here, guys. So if you are currently looking at this through YouTube, I think you'll see his website. So if you go to Rocky101.com, he has a slick-looking website. Uh, He looks like every other politician. He's got two thumbs up, balding, gray hair, uh, real goofy Ronald McDonald-looking smile. And then I go, okay, well, where, where do we learn about his running mate? So I scroll down, and there's a, a newsroom. And there's a question, and it says, here's why you might see Kanye West as vice president pick on your November ballot. And so I click on that, and we're still on Rocky 101. Hasn't changed. And it says, Kanye West may not, officially, may not be officially running for president in every state, but he's still on California's ballot for an entirely different reason. West is now listed as vice president option in case his dive into politics wasn't confusing enough already. I don't pay attention. It wasn't confusing for me. The American Independence Party named West as the VP alongside independent presidential candidate Roque Rocky De La Fuente, and neither had a say in it. The reason why West was chosen for VP quote, 
well, he wasn't available for president, end quote. AIP chairman Markham Robinson told Newsweek. Are you following me here, my friends? Is it, does this strike you? Neither had a say in it. Rocky De La Fuente nor West had a say in it. They were chosen as alongside independent presidential candidate Roque Rocky De La Fuente, and neither had a say in it. They were chosen by the American Independent Party. Play some fireworks. So this is the democracy we're in. So guys, I'm a big dum-dum. I, I will be the first to admit it. I don't know how any of it works. I voted probably, I, I didn't vote in every election, every presidential election I voted in. I've probably missed some, what are they called? Midterm elections or something. In my, uh, well, I'm 45. I've been voting since I was 18. I mean, I've, I've voted in a lot of things, but I'm a dumb dumb. So you just put a dude named Rocky and paired him with Kanye West, and you expect me to not check that box? You mean I could have a, a president named Rocky with a big, goofy-looking uh, goofy smile? I don't know, guys. <laughs> this, something about this seems very weird to me. And not to mention the two guys that I, I don't even want to get into that because I, I don't I don't really care. So here's the thing. I'm trying to protect my biology. <laughs> How do you protect your biology? You get sleep, you drink water, and you don't stress about things. People are so on edge about this election. I can feel it. People actually care. But I here's the thing. I don't think much is gonna change no matter who wins. Everyone, everyone will look you dead in the eye and say, this is the why your life is going to be better if you vote for this schmuck, and it'll be worse if you vote for this schmuck. With conviction in their heart. And I don't know. I, don't, I just don't see it. I don't know. Maybe because I'm uh, uh, part of the patriarch, patriarch privileged white male. Oh, yeah, that could be it. Be it. That's what we need. But I, I think your average citizen really doesn't benefit. So here's where I'm going to go with this. Here's so premise: democracy is dumb. Here's where I'm going with this. Just vote. Fine, vote. I'm not saying don't vote. I'm not going to be one of these guys who say you'll be better not voting. You won't be better not voting. But I'm saying you may. You probably won't be better voting. So 500 years ago. If you found the smartest man in your village, country, continent, the smartest man, he would look you dead in the eye and say, the best form of societal leadership is a monarch. Because at the top, we have a king or a queen who is anointed by God to help rule the land. And this was an... A, a, like a leader, an intelligent person of the time, went to whatever 
could probably read a book, um, knew how to groom a horse. All, these, all this shit we did 400 years ago, whatever. And they would look you dead in the eye and say, this is the best method. And then we just, we evolved into something else. And right now, the smartest people in the room are looking at us and they're saying, democracy. Providing a politician who will represent the will and the need, the will and the needs of all of our people is the best way to go. So if you don't vote, then you need to be nailed to a cross. Because democracy is the best. Maybe. I, d I don't know. I've never lived under any other system, but I can tell you this. It doesn't feel the best. It doesn't feel the best right now. And I'm staring at a ballot where I could vote for a dude named Rocky with a running mate who produces fucking killer beats. You know what I'm saying? Magical. So I, right now, I'm just going to say democracy is dumb. That's my hot take for musing with McCarran. My shoulder's jacked. I don't know. You hit an age. I've definitely hit that age where you could do everything right, and you're still going to be in pain. <laughs> I don't know what I did to my... I think... Here we go. Guys, uh, I think, my friends, I think how I hurt this shoulder is I was playing my guitar too much. That's it. A nice leisurely. So what happened is we went on this shelter in place and I'm very grateful. I've been able to retain employment, but I don't drive into the office anymore. Basically my employer shut down the building and said, we know you can work from home. So just do it, which I've been saying for 15 years that people who can stay at home should stay at home. I've been saying that for 15 years because we've had internet connections for what, 25 years. And the majority of us are replying to emails, writing code, looking at logs, doing zoom calls, whatever the shit we do. And none of that needs to be in a cubicle, a soul sucking cubicle. So anyway, I, I've been working from home and I, that gave me basically an additional hour and a half to two hours per day where I wasn't sitting in the car, slowly rotting away, marching to my demise. And what did I do to decide to do with this time? Well, some of it I'm hanging out with my kids and I, I love it. I quite enjoy it. I hang out with the wife. We got a dog, all that's there. But I, I started playing my musical instrument more and I even purchased a keyboard a synthesizer uh, so, you know, I'm, guys, I know, I know I'm, I'm impressive. Uh, but I virtue signal, but I was strumming so much and I get tense. See, this is a big problem. I don't know if there's any musicians, please comment below and let me know if this is something you ever had, but sometimes I tense up, especially if the pace of the song picks up, then I'm like, and I think I, I got tendonitis or something, but my, my mobility in my right shoulder is all jacked. 
And it was hurting so bad where I touch it the wrong way and I get shooting pains. And at night, I'm not sleeping as good anymore because I'm rolling over. And, oh, this is just a big crybaby story. I'm but just saying. I'm just saying I hurt right now. And I did a video call with the doctor and it was good to catch up. And we chatted for about the two and a half minutes that you can expect to get any time you go to a doctor's visit. And I got, it's an over-the-counter drug, but there's some kind of like massaging oil that I'm, I'm going to start putting on my shoulder to hopefully make it better. But here's where I'm trying to go. I'm begging you, if any of you uh, play guitar and have got repetitive stress disorder, give me some tips, give me some exercises. I would really like to know how to fix fix this thing up because I I really enjoy playing guitar. Oh. So anyway, that's it. This is the first Musing with McCarran. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed my blabbing as much as I enjoyed blabbing. I will see you next time.